ladies, welcome back to the Young Women on a Mission podcast. This is your host, Mona Lisa. Um, I am actually here today with a very, very heavy topic. Um, So in the honor of October, October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, And for that, I do have a guest here with me today. We are going to talk about um, very specific domestic violence experiences. Um, you know, we just, we're just gonna get a little personal today. We just, I'm just gonna say that. Um, but it, it's very relevant um, because there are a lot of women that go through this, have been through this, um, you know, are currently dealing with it. And we just kind of want to address an issue that doesn't look like there's any end in sight. Um, But there can be ways to maybe try to help prevent it um, or just ways to recognize some red flags um, or maybe just to kind of give you a little bit of courage to help get yourself out of the situation if you are in it. Um, Domestic violence is very serious. Uh, It's actually the leading cause of injury to women. Um, And just a couple of facts that I have about it. Um, Every nine seconds, a woman is assaulted or beaten in the United States. 85% of domestic violence victims are women. Um, 25% of women worldwide will actually experience domestic domestic or dating violence in their lifetime. And primarily, it's women between the ages of 20 to 24 who are at the greatest risk or when it starts. and as many as 324,000 women a year experience violence from their partners during pregnancy. Um, so I actually want to uh, kind of turn the mic over to the guest that I have with me today. You want to introduce yourself? Um, yes, my name is Sharon Kemp, and um, I have was in an abusive relationship for about 12 years. Um, I have two children with my abuser. Um, just, it's an experience. Um, yeah. I will say that I will not, I wouldn't change the things that I've been through because I do feel like those things have made me who I am today. Um, and I know now that God has ordained those things to happen in my life to help other people, mm-hmm. to embrace what has happened so that I can help other people. Um, but it is, it's, it's real and it's scary and I think that we're not talking about it enough Um, we're not talking about it early enough to prevent things from happening Um, we're not talking about signs and things that we need to be embracing and encouraging our children to watch for and listen for because it does start very early Um, I met my abuser at 16 and it was a lot yeah it was a lot yeah um and uh, me and Sharon were actually talking a little bit before the mics went on. Um, I just kind of want to go back to um, that part in fact um, about the women that are at greatest risk of becoming victims tend to be younger and I believe that because you know as women when we're younger, I mean anybody that's younger, you know we're figuring ourselves out. Um, and I think also a lot of times you know with you know boys, because at the time, they're usually just boys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, boys or men, they know that. They know you don't really know yourself yet. Right. You don't really know what it is that you're looking for. Um, and a lot of times, if they can just recognize that you're looking for a mate or a man, 
um, you just want to say you have a boyfriend or you're infatuated with the idea of someone being infatuated with you, you can get caught up really fast. Um, We were also talking about, um, uh, like I was saying in my personal experience of, you know, growing up, not having those strong male roles around, um, you know, whether it be father figures, brothers, friends, cousins, um, to really show you how men should treat you and what to look for and what to look for as a red flag, um, you confuse things. And I think a lot of times you start to take things like jealousy, insecurity, you look at it as protection. Protection is a big factor um, in what makes up a man, in my opinion. Um, so if you got someone that's in your ear telling you things, you know, like, oh, you know, well, this is mine and, oh, you know, acting like they're protecting you when really they're controlling you and they're trying to keep you away from other people. Um, And you, like we were saying, you take it as a joke. You You take it lighthearted, like, oh, you know, well, well, he's just protecting me. And, you know, he just wants to claim me as his. And and really, he's trying, he has other motives, you know. Because when you're young, you think that's cute. You think it's cute. You think that's cute because you don't know no better. Right. You don't know any better. Um, But I think a lot of that, you know, and that's a whole other topic with, (laughs) you know, the lack of male presence in, you know, women or children's lives to help mold people and and what to look for and and to see what a healthy relationship is um, and what it should look like. Um, Or even having those people that you think you can go to for protection. You know, not saying, you know, somebody's going to go out and fight somebody, beat somebody up. You know, it's not about that. But, you know, to know that you feel safe and you have somewhere to go, someone to talk to. Um, Because a lot of times if you feel lost or you're in a bad situation, if you don't have an outlet or someone to talk to, then you keep it to yourself and that's not going to help either. Or this person might make you feel like they're the only person you have. Because that's their goal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Isolate you. Isolate you from your family, from your friends, from anybody that they know for a fact cares about you. Right. Because then they get in the way of what their goal is, what their plan is, and that's to keep you away from everything and everybody. And the key is control. Yeah. You know, that's how they strive is control. Right. Absolutely. Um, And I think a lot of things, especially a lot of topics that we're going to talk on the podcast over time, um, what is really a focus is to build a strong mental. Because the more that you know yourself, the more that you know what you want to do and what is appropriate, what you will and won't accept, it gives you the power. So if someone says something crazy like, oh, you're going to wear that today? Your answer is yes. Exactly, yes. (laughs) And you mean that. You know, you're not like, oh, well, let me go change or let me do this because he wants me to do this. You know, as long as you're respecting yourself. Now, if you're out here with like a shoestring tie and stuff trying to call it an outfit, okay. That may not be controlling. It may be some good advice. But, you know, if you got on regular clothes and somebody's just a little feeling away or insecure, it's something else there, you know. So we want you to be able to be that strong-willed woman and, you know, know yourself, know what you want to do um, and not let anyone come and break you down because getting to your mental is what's going to make everything else weak. Um, and they're going to have you exactly. at that point. Exactly. To make you- the physical abuse is one thing, mm-hmm. but mental, that mental and verbal abuse, mm-hmm. that's something totally different. That emotional abuse, that's something totally different because once they have you there, right. the physical abuse is like, right, whatever. You right. know what I mean? Because 
you could go out in the street and get in a fight with somebody. Right. And that's what that is. You got in a fight with somebody. But when I can break down everything about who you are, mm-hmm. I have all they've already won. Right. Because now you lost and you're looking for some guidance. And usually they are the first and last person there. Exactly. And they don't guide you wherever they want you to go. Exactly. It's usually not in a good place. Um, so sharing in your experience, how, I know you said it started about, or you met him at 16. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did it even develop? So first I was just a kid. And, um, so my father left home when I was very young. So I didn't have that at home. And I feel like all my life I was looking for it. I was looking for it. So my abuser is about 15 years older than me. So, of course, I tried to keep everything hushed and secret. I didn't want my parents to know. I didn't want anybody to find out that he was so much older than me. And um, so, when I met him, it was great. I mean, we went out. We hung out. He was not trying to be intimate with me. Um, All of the right stuff. All of the right stuff. I was like... God, okay, you know, right. <laughs> you know, so you know how we do, we, you know, yeah. so maybe we've been dating now about a year and I, to me it's getting better. By this time, he's always been a provider. So by this time he's like, well, I don't want you to work. I don't want you to do anything. Stay at home. I'm going to take care of you. So you know, right. Okay. It sounds, sounds good. Yes. So. You know, he was taking me everywhere I went. He wouldn't even let me learn how to drive. So mm-hmm. I didn't get my driver's license until I was about 19 years old because he was like, no, I'm a, you don't have to do all this, yeah. all these things. I got you. And I was like, okay, you know, all right. Well, he know best. He way older than me. You know, I'm just, right. you know. And um, I got pregnant with our first child. And um, things Changed How old were you then? Tremendously. Um, I probably was, I was 19. Okay. And when I say changed, I, I didn't even know who this person was wow. anymore. Um, I would go outside to sit on the porch, maybe just get air, anything. Keep it in mind, I'm at home all day because I can't work. Right. The only thing I do is clean the house, cook dinner, mm-hmm. wash. I'm just at home. Right. Um, so I may go outside to get fresh air, anything, and he would flip. He would just go off, he would yank me back in the house by my hair, you know. I, at this point, I'm pregnant, I didn't know what to do, I'm 19, I don't have, now I don't have any skills, mm-hmm. I don't know how to drive, Right. I don't know how to do anything, he has me exactly where he wants me. Mm-hmm. And... I, could, I didn't. I feel like I couldn't tell anybody what was going on. I couldn't. I felt like I couldn't go back home. He had isolated me from the people that loved me the most. I could sneak and talk to them on the phone when he was gone. But it just seemed like he would change when I tried to talk to anybody when he, when he was around. Mm-hmm. All my privileges, everything had been cut off to the world. It was no. I didn't have anything. Right. But him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had Absolutely. him. Yeah. And. So eventually, my mom, she worked out of town a lot at the time, but eventually she started to come around, like, no, I'm coming over. Right. I need to see what's going on. So, of course, she she understood and realized what was going on, which it began my, which began my battle, battle to fight okay. to get away from okay. this situation. Um, by this time now, I'm pregnant with my second child. Mm-hmm. And 
I tried to leave the first time and he kicked me down the steps. Now I'm six months pregnant. It was just a mess. So I, I did leave, got my stuff, I left. Everyone around me that tried to help me, my girlfriends, my family, he would come and vandalize their property, vandalize their homes, beat them up, come to their jobs. I was like, God, I can't, I, didn't, I couldn't do so, I went back. Yeah. Because how do you, you want take to protect the everybody? Yes, yeah, so how do you keep putting the people that's trying to help you mm -hmm. at risk? So I went back because I did not know what else to do. So at this point, it's just getting worse. Now that I've left, it's worse. He's locking the doors during the day. He will come home. It would be a piece of lint on the floor, and he would just beat me because it was a piece of lint on the floor. Like, you've been here all day, and it's a piece of lint on the floor. You mean you can't even get the lint off the floor? It was, yeah. it had just become so, and then by this time now, you know, we got the kids. They seeing this. They you know, I'm like, God, you have to do something. Like, I have to do something. Um, eventually, my mom, she just could not take it anymore. And um, she called the police. They came out, you know. It wasn't anything going, at the going on at the time that they came out, but I was still, I was bruised. I was yeah. black and blue. He had cut me, um, burned me with cigarettes. So they could see that it was some physical things going on. Yeah. He was not there. When he, I guess he came back and they, he saw them. So he never came back okay. there. So I left at that point, went to my mom's and that's where I stayed. And she was like, you know, we just gonna get through this. We yeah. gonna, I don't care if he comes here, we gonna call the police. If he breaks something, break the window, break the door down, I don't care, we gonna get through it together. And that's kind of how I ended up um, getting out of the situation. He ended up going to jail. And when he was locked up, it, it didn't stop. The letters kept coming, the abuse, the, the at this point, the verbal abuse just kept coming. Um, he got his family involved, every, people coming, knocking on the door, friends. You know, it was, I couldn't go anywhere. His friends would come and yank me out of, um, if I was at games with my friends, mm -hmm. it, it was, Something that I thought I was living in a, a cult. Yeah. And um, so eventually he went to jail. Once he went to jail, maybe he was in locked up about two years. The letter stopped. Mm -hmm. The calls stopped. Everything stopped. And um, he came home about three years after that. And I did end up running into him. Mm -hmm. And he was just, it was completely a different person. Wow. As if none of it had ever happened. He, he did ask for, for forgiveness. He did say that he was going through some things in his life at that time and wish he could do it all over again. And all of, Now, I forgive him. Mm -hmm. I do. And I can have a conversation with him if I see him. But we'll, we'll never be right. anything right. other than he is the, some, the, my kid's father. Right. Other than that, what, what could we ever... That time in my life was traumatic, right. and I never... You'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Never. No. Um, yes, I have forgiven it. I, I have forgiven him because I need to be able to move, move on yeah. and help somebody else and encourage somebody else. And, of course, there's so many things that I, we don't even have time mm -hmm. to, you know, go into, but it has truly been an experience, and 
just having to deal with some things within myself too to have even been mm -hmm. in that situation and how I allow some things to happen in the beginning and what I thought was cute. Mm -hmm. What I thought was, oh, he, he, he want to take care of me. He right. want me to be okay. And we, we mistake those things so many times, mm -hmm. so often. And not just young women. I mean, we mistake that. Right. Absolutely. And it's not protection. It's not, I want to care. I want to care for you. I, want, I just don't want you to have to do no manual labor. It's the words he used. Right. No, you want to control the situation. Absolutely. And I just want, I just want us to be aware. Yeah. I just want us to be woke. You know, we go into these situations with our eyes closed and our ears closed. Mm -hmm. And as women, we want to be in relationships. We yeah. want to be loved. We, we don't want to be alone. Right. And you got to... You, but that's when you start settling. Yes. And that's when you start making some of these things look better than what they actually are. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and someone could be... They could be plain as day putting that jealousy forward. Mm -hmm. And you could flip it and say, oh, well, he's just doing this. Or mm -hmm. he don't mean nothing by that. You know, because you want it to be right. You want it to work. Um, you know, you just may be into him that much that you wanted to work. So once you start making excuses for the other person, they pretty much don't have to do anything else because you're already covering their end. You know, they don't have to clean it up. They don't have to make it sound better because you're already doing that for them. Um, she definitely, Sharon touched on, you know, some great points. Um, you know, like the isolation. That is why, you know, we say whenever you get in a relationship, don't cut everybody off, you know. And some people are just that type, you know, they get a little yeah. funny acting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've all met those women, um, you know, or had those friends where every time they get in a relationship, you don't hear from them, mm -hmm. you don't see them, they don't have no time. But you don't cut your friends and family off because those people who know you the best, they're going to be able to pick up when something exactly. is not right. Exactly. You know, if you miss an action a little bit more than you normally do, and it's not to say you couldn't be happy, and right. tied up, yeah, you know, with that person. But at least you'll have people close enough to know that it's not your normal behavior. And we'll check in and say, hey, is everything okay? Exactly. You know, you're doing all right. You want to meet up. Um, you know, go get some lunch or something. You know, and can pick up on things you may not be able to pick up on. So it is, it is never okay um, to just decide that all you need is him and you and exactly. you need a support system because sometimes he gonna be with getting on your nerves and this yeah. isn't a normal exactly. 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 You, you need an outlet yeah. you know you need your girlfriend your girl time um just as he should you know he have should. his guy time exactly. he should have his friends exactly um you should have lives outside of each other yes and so that's a good point that is definitely a good sign to be looking for if he doesn't want you to go out with your friends. Right. He doesn't want you to talk to your friends and your family. Why you can't just stay with me? Why you can't just yeah. be with me? Why you gotta go? That's because it's important that we have time away from each other. It is. And I've always been the person in a relationship where, um, where I'll be the one to suggest, like, you and your friends don't wanna do that this <laughs> week. my space you know or I just want some me time or you know and I'm okay with you going I'll be like y'all don't want to go watch a game <laughs> yeah. you know like I don't have to be up under you all the time you know I don't want anybody to be up under me all the time you need your breaks and that is that's healthy yeah. that is very healthy. very healthy um so that's a red flag if they don't want you to have anything outside of them that's not okay um it should never be okay it should definitely raise 
a red flag. Hell, encourage him to find some. Yes. Find him some. <laughs> find him some. Bring yes. him a couple. Meet some other couples or something. That's you right. know, where you can go out as a group or something. Mm-hmm. You just need other people around and not just the two of you. Um, We also kind of talked about, it's kind of like the age old question that most people ask, especially if they're not in a situation or never been in it. The first thing they want to ask, why didn't you just leave? Because they think it's just that easy. But a lot of times in any situation, um, it's other factors. You know, like you said, you had kids. Yeah, I thought it was going to be that easy. But it wasn't, mm-hmm. and they don't make it easy. So don't right. don't misunderstand that we just stay in a situation because sometimes we don't have choices. Right. You know. Right. They you know, eliminate your choices. Yeah, eliminate your choices. I don't make I don't make my own money now. Right. I don't have a job. I don't have means to make my own money. Mm-hmm. You know, once I got out of school, you would you know no college, no nothing. So now I'm in a situation where I'm totally dependent on you. Right. With kids. Where am I going? What am I going to do? Absolutely. And so it's all, all a part of the plan. Um, You know, individuality is so important. Like I said, you want to know who you are. Building your mental is so important. Um, You know, and if you know that you have some gaps and holes in your life, like maybe you were missing a parent, maybe you didn't grow up with your parents, um, you know, just different things that could have affected you. You know, you could have been a victim of other situations and types of abuse. And if you know it's affecting you or if you're not sure it's affecting you, um, you know, a lot of people have their own opinions about things like going to therapy. There is nothing wrong with going to therapy because the people around you usually don't know any more than you know. So you can't always go to them for advice. They don't have all the answers. There are people who go to school for a decade to study the mind and behaviors and and you want somebody that's really on the outside looking in so there's no judgment there's no bias they don't know you they don't know them so they're not giving that rehearsed answer you know they're really giving you some sound advice to help you build and grow and be a better person mentally and emotionally because sometimes you don't realize how it's affecting you you know it may not be until later down the line but it helps give you the preparation to be able to navigate through life and go through relationships and to be healthy um you know that's going to be important because it's going to affect you all the way around um so never look down on you know seeking counseling or a mentor no matter how old you are um it can only help you in the long run um you know but definitely if you are going through a situation if you're a victim of abuse um you know or you just need some guys you've been a past victim and you just never got the help if you've been quiet and silent about it it's not about boasting it and telling everybody your story if that's part of your healing process and you want other people to know tell people you know you definitely can do that um but definitely look out for yourself first um and i do have um if you want to pass it along if you can use it yourself um but i have the number to the national domestic violence hotline um and that is actually 1-800-799-7233 again it's 1-800-799-7233 um and i think that's the first step in starting your healing process reach out to somebody um because you know, like in your situation, luckily for you, your mom came in and, you know, she noticed those differences and kind of help you 
pull you out. Sometimes the situation is bigger than you and you need help. That's it. You really need help and you can't be too you can't be too prideful or ashamed to think, oh well, I cut these people off. They probably not gonna talk to me anymore. Right. You need help. You do. You need help. Yeah. And if anybody can turn their back on you in a time like that, you know, that's a whole other that's a character. Right. That's a whole other <laughs> But in most cases people can put that to the side to help you. Um, you know, so don't be too prideful, too shameful. Um but um, Sharon, is there anything else that you would like to add? Or you know, just, it is important. If you have been through something like this, talking to people and getting therapy is very important. What we do is we take it into the next relationship. And I'm not talking about just men. I'm talking about our friendships, our family relationships. We take what we've been through into all of those relationships. Mm-hmm we hurt those relationships before they even get started because we don't trust, Mm -hmm. we haven't healed, we haven't taken that time that we need. It is important that we talk to people, we reach out to people, we get help, get therapy, whatever you need to do, it is important that you heal from what you have been through. And it is a lot and it's not gonna happen overnight, but it is important that you get the healing that you need before you bring other people into your life because you mess those people up too. Right. We need absolutely. to get. We need to talk. We we need to get out there and talk to people. Right. Absolutely. Um, but ladies, I thank you for um, listening to this episode today. This is very important. So if you are a victim, a past victim, if you know anybody, if you have any questions or thoughts, um, don't be afraid to reach out to those you think may be going through something. They may just be waiting for somebody to notice them. Um, you know, so don't wait for them necessarily to reach out to you first either. Um, but I thank you guys for listening today. Um, this has been very insightful and I hope it has helped someone. I hope you can take this information, um, and go out and help someone. But I thank you ladies. Have a great day until our next episode. Thank you for coming to Young Women on a Mission. Bye.